Welcome back, listeners. Welcome back, friends, to the Somerville Advice Givers Podcast, where we connect you with the advice you need for when life happens. I'm your host, Yaden Smith, and this week, I'm excited to introduce y'all to a uh, to a, a friend of mine named Jack Griffith. Jack does commercial insurance here in town, and Jack, I don't want to steal any more of your thunder other than your name and what you do, <laughs> so... You know, how did you how did you get to Somerville? Um, well, share with us part of your story. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, I'm I'm from Buford, South Carolina originally. So, I uh, consider myself a Low Country native. There you go. Still, um, but uh, Somerville, uh, it happened. Um, I worked for a commercial insurance firm, uh, Kinghorn Insurance, in Buford, South Carolina, and we decided that we wanted to open up a new branch up here in the Somerville area. So, um. As I tell people, uh, when we decided that we wanted to open up a new firm, they looked around the entire room. I was the only one that didn't have kids and was not married. <laughs> so it was uh, almost a, a, a default choice to uh, get voluntold to come assist in opening this new branch. Everybody who is going, <laughs> stay at the table and everybody else just scoots back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was uh, pretty much what happened. So it, it fell on me and it had been in the, the wheelhouse for us for about two years and then in May of... 2018, we officially opened our doors for business on Trolley Road and nice. um, trying to build the same kind of business that we had in Buford, uh, oldest business in Buford, 126 years old. Um, wow. Yeah. So uh, we're looking to kind of develop that same kind of um, relationship with our clients that we uh, had in the Buford area. 126 well. years. So that's what, 1896. Something like that. Yes. It's one of the, I think we're like the second or third oldest insurance agency in the state. So, wow. So why insurance? How'd you get how'd you get started in insurance? Uh that's a good question. Um, as with I think most people that are I mean, in, obviously it's right up there with astronauts, yes, firemen. Um when I know, was growing up and people asked me what do you want to be when you grow up, they said insurance agent was always my default. Right. I I lie. Um it, it's kinda like everybody else getting into insurance. It kind of finds you. You don't really find it. Um I think actually even working at our firm, we only have one person that went to school for insurance. Everybody else kind of uh <laughs> This is a firm of 30 people, so uh, you, you kind of wind up there. But I was, um, I graduated from South Carolina in 2016. I uh, wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. I think is the case with most people. You get a degree, mm-hmm. and it's a receipt that says, I did four right. years of this. And uh, But you really don't have any semblance of what you want to do. I interviewed for some big corporate job, you know, the corporate scene. Um, it wasn't a good fit both ways. I'll be completely honest. It wasn't a good fit for me and I wasn't a good fit for the jobs I was interviewing mm-hmm. for. Um, so I uh, was looking more local in the Charleston, Buford, Savannah area, figured start there. And I actually called my current boss and manager asking for a recommendation. I knew him through um, our church and okay. uh, one of my youth leaders had previously owned the agency and it was actually his son-in-law and asked him for a recommendation for somewhere I was interviewing for. And uh, he said, well, we actually have uh, some interviews going on right now. Why don't you just come interview here? Yeah, and I was like, I'll give you a recommendation here. <laughs> so it was an e- easy, <laughs> easy uh, segue into an interview. Um, got there, I think I knew what a premium and a deductible were. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about it. Um, I know those words. Yes. I'm not sure which one is which. Yes, and I, I was kind of, I was kind of <laughs> like that too. I was like buzzwords: premium, deductible, <laughs> loss, and that was that was about where I got in. But um. It, it felt like a home when I got there. I actually interviewed with the entire department, each person individually. So I think that says a lot. Right into the commercial side. Right into the commercial side. I've okay. never done personal lines. And um, I think that was kind of, uh, it's pretty transparent when an organization lets you interview mm-hmm. 
you know, right. not just the managers and your boss, but the people you're going to be working with as well. Yeah. I think that says a lot about an organization to kind of open up the whole. That's solid. Yeah. And yeah. so I felt really comfortable there. Um, and, um, you know, it's kind of funny that I ended and how up, many how many years were you in Beaufort before you came to Somerville? Uh, I've been in Beaufort. I, I mean, was, I mean, you were there in Beaufort, born and raised there, Beaufort, obviously. But um, how long were you doing commercial? Two years, insurance? two years in okay. Beaufort prior to moving to Somerville in the summer okay. of eighteen. So, um, but it, it, you know, it's funny that I ended up here uh, in the insurance. Um, my mother used to call me Safety Jack growing up. I was always the one in the car telling people to buckle up, wear the fireman's hat, made sure there was never a fire hazard at the birthday parties I went to. You know, don't stand too close <laughs> to candles, all that sort of stuff. So it was. It's not like it was destined to be, but uh, it was funny that it came around. There that was way. some foreshadowing. There was some foreshadowing yeah, was that some nobody foreshadowing. saw until uh, I was like, oh, well, it makes sense now. So most people, I mean, everybody, maybe not everybody, but. Most people are familiar with stuff like car insurance, Correct. homeowners insurance, but I suspect that most most of our listeners, <clears throat> excuse me, most of the listeners just know commercial insurance. Like, well, I guess it's something that a company Correct. gets. What what really is the point of commercial insurance? Like, personal insurance is to you know shift liability for if I hit somebody with my car, you know, or to shift liability if I'm at fault. Mm-hmm to the insurance company to replace my car. Absolutely. You know, to, to shift liability, uh, shift risk from me to the insurance company so my mortgage company can get paid. Exactly. My house burns down. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. I mean, that's that's you know, the end of the day. That's The what mortgage most... company is the one who's going to want the money. Exactly. exactly. I, just need the, I just need the check from the insurance company so I can not lose the house. Not lose now the burned. entire investment. Correct. And huh. I think, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, commercial insurance um, and for your listeners that are business owners, I think they'd agree with me in saying this. It's protecting assets that they've worked very hard for. Um, okay. Especially small business, small and medium-sized business owners. Um, you know, obviously your house is your house, your car is your car, but um, your business is almost like an extension of your family. Sure. It's almost like a child to a lot of people, especially small and medium-sized business owners. Um, they pour a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into, uh, you know, what they do, what they enjoy right. doing. Whatever they've built. Whatever they've built. And, um, it's a sense of pride to a lot of people, and um, unfortunately, in the society we're living in today, it's uh, a litigious society, and it'd be devastating for something to happen to your third child or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it, adopted child. Um, and I think that's the point of the commercial insurance is to protect what you have, your investments, uh, your assets, what you've worked so hard for, and so that something one day that's unforeseen doesn't just come in and next thing you know, you're filing for bankruptcy because of an injured employee, a car accident, mm-hmm. um, a okay. huge, huge loss to a product, anything like that. So um, I think that's uh, kind of, I don't want to say difference between personal insurance and, and commercial right. insurance, but... Um, Seems like a lot of the risk if you're running a business is of a lawsuit. It is. It, a lot of, uh, of the risk is to a lawsuit, you know. Yeah. Um, obviously, your employees, you want to make sure that you have them protected correctly mm-hmm. via the workers' compensation, not just so much. Yeah, injury insurance, injury. That, that sort of thing. Um, but, you know, uh, as well as... Um, uh, you know, if you have autos, you have your employees out driving around, you right. don't want to, you know, have them insured incorrectly or, um, for a brick and mortar store, you have so many people coming in and out of your store. You don't know who, who's coming in and out. You, you assume that 99% of them are good paying customers, mm-hmm. but 
again, as I think you know, that's not always the case. Some people you don't know. are just looking. I mean, you don't know. I say I watch the dash cam videos. Yeah, I see the people who you know cut somebody off and slam on the brakes. It, it, it's I'm like, dude, what what are you doing? <laughs> I know, generally speaking, if I rear end somebody, I'm at fault. But but come you on, you literally cut me off with six inches and slammed on your brakes. Hey, there was nothing I could do. And that's. And so think about that as a business owner. Incidentally, I'm getting a dash cam. Well, I, I would hope. You I've said that for six <laughs> months. I, just, I haven't gotten one yet. Well, I mean, it's Best Buy's around the corner. So, <laughs> But I mean, and that's a good example. I mean, the dash cam in your car, but think about that as your business. Right. Um, instead of somebody cutting you off, somebody coming in your store and slip tripping and falling, right. breaking their ankle, and then they're suing you for negligence to keep up your storefront. You're like, well, you know. Right. There, there's a bump in the carpet. That's not my fault that yeah. you're going to slip, trip, and fall. Um, you know, that's an inherent risk that you take on by waking up in the morning. Yeah. If you're walking <laughs> outside, there's risk of falling. So, and, you know, a, as you operate your business, there are so many exposures that you don't even see that mm-hmm. I think is important to bring in um, somebody that's qualified and, uh, and understands and can help educate a business owner on exposures they may they m- might not even be aware of and uh, that's well, what I we try to do when we met uh last year at some point we were going over my general liability policy and it became apparent that i did not have a very specific type of coverage that really is the greatest risk that i have like non-company owned vehicles Correct. that me or my employees drive Correct. it's honestly the biggest risk most of us take any time is getting, getting in, the in the car. That is the biggest amount of risk anytime. And it's like, oh, I don't have that coverage yet. We need to get that fixed. And, and having, somebody who, having somebody who sees what the grand scope of risk is on a daily basis, because business owners, we got enough to focus on. <laughs> you know, uh, running, running a framing shop, you got to worry about making frames. Yeah. Running a bookstore, you got to worry about it. Run the restaurant, you got to worry about service, all those sorts of things. You don't have time to figure out, it's like, okay, am I protected from the umpteen gazillion possible things that could happen? Correct. And I I think that that brings up a good point and and something that I'd wanted to touch on is um, that it's it's my job, two parts of my job, it's to educate you and at least Mm -hmm. make you aware of the exposures. It's not meant to scare you. It's meant to make you aware and as a business owner, you have to make the decision whether you want to, how do you want to protect those exposures or do you want to right. know they're there and take the chance? Yeah. All I can do is educate you. I can't make you, I'm not holding a gun to your head, making you purchase, purchase, you know, right. I can sell you insurance to your blue in the face, but I just want to make you aware now, of what's out there. Some organizations do hold a gun to people's head <laughs> for insurance. I know I've heard you tell stories about workman's comp insurance. Correct. And at one company, I don't know if you're going to talk about this later, but the one company who didn't have it. And had to pay tens of thousands of dollars yes. in backdated coverage. Correct. Yes. And f- and fines and penalties. Anyway. Okay. And and that's why it is important <laughs> to uh, the government. The, the government, government was holding the, the gun to this owner's yes. head. Not, uh, not a li- not a not a legitimate gun, uh, insurance agent. Not a literal agent. six shooter. Just hey, you have to do this, or we're going to go into your bank account and take your money. And it, there's nothing you can do about it when it's the government. Right. It seems like, and you know, that's we want to prevent that from happening mm-hmm. um and that's what we want to act as is as you were saying earlier um as a business owner you do have a lot going right. on i mean you know payroll uh, are the lights turned on do we have enough product do we not have enough uh product right. to make our widgets are our widgets working do we have customers 
and and I think the importance of having somebody like us as an independent agent is we want to act as an extension of your business. Right. Um, and that's what a lot of people don't view insurance agents as, or at least commercial insurance. And that's what we want to be for you. And that's why I try to tell people is that when you hire me, um, you know, your organization, and this is no knock on anybody, you're not big enough to have a chief risk officer. Yeah, there no, are there aren't no, a lot. No. I mean, <laughs> we're sitting here in my studio. It's like fifteen by twelve. That's it, and that's no knock on anybody out there. But that's almost what we want to act as right. when, because you know, a lot of people just view it. Well, I know I have to have work comp. I know I have to have general liability. I know I have to have auto insurance. And well, I, I'll just go online I'd and get them. Go get it, and I'll call every Joe Blow yep. and try to find the lowest price. But and it's not always about the lowest price. It's about are if you're paying for it you want to do it correctly and if you're mm-hmm. paying for it you want somebody that's going to care right and that's what we want to do as an agency is we want to be your chief risk officer your risk management um on staff risk management person and that's why i uh i give a uh a lot of people my cell phone number uh my email it's like you know customer service isn't hard yeah no customer service is not hard it's returning a phone call it's returning an email yeah exactly exactly and i think as a business owner when it comes to do i have a question about my insurance it's what i found is it's usually when people are asking me questions there's something deeper so um so jack um if somebody were to fall through my roof while they were repairing it would there be a situation (laughs) where i may be liable for something i find when those questions start getting asked there's usually uh well, what happened? No, I don't know hypothetical, <laughs> hypothetical yeah. here. A friend, a friend, a friend asked, me. asked me for a friend. Asking for a friend. And usually I find <laughs> that friend uh, might work for that business or own that very same business. Uh. But uh, <laughs> if you're asking those questions, you deserve an answer. Because right. in a lot of cases, um, even small businesses, you might not realize, are paying a lot of money for their commercial insurance. And that's just the exposure. But if mm-hmm. you're paying the money for it, you deserve answers. Right. You deserve customer service. I mean, that's it's as simple as that. I think you're right. I think you're right. Let's let's jump right into the advice giving part of the show. So as as you know, your background in commercial insurance and just life in general, mm-hmm. you know, what are some what are some points of advice that you could give to regular folks to improve their life? Uh that and thank you for that. Um four things that I kind of uh jotted down and was thinking about when we when you invited me on here was four things to consider when you're purchasing a commercial insurance um program, not so much a policy, and then selecting uh a commercial insurance agent. Mm-hmm. And the first one there is making sure that you select a qualified agent with a with a good support staff. Um and it's almost like I said earlier, it's your chief risk officer. So it's almost like you're interviewing somebody um for that position on your right. staff. Right. Um, but at the same time, it's a two-way interview because you want to make sure that who you're talking to is qualified. Um, they understand the risk of your business. Um, if it, if you know, you say you run a widget factory and somebody's asking, well, how about the water exposure when you put your boat in the water? And you're like, you have no idea. Don't have I, that. You don't know what I do for a living. Don't uh, have that. Th- that's, and I think a, a lot of people make that mistake and they're just purchasing insurance or getting insurance from an insurance agent. Right. But you want to make sure that you have somebody that understands what you're doing because you want to make sure those uh, exposures that you truly have are covered. And as well, I mean, you want to make sure they have a good staff behind them as well. Because what I always tell people is that you're not just getting me, you're getting my my support team as mm-hmm. well. Right on. Um, you know, if, if you don't have somebody that you, you know is going to have somebody there behind you, um, giving you the advice you need, making sure, again, going back to customer service you need. Yeah. Um, it's going to grow frustrating after a while. Mm-hmm. And 
like I said, you're making a very big investment in protecting your assets. So you want to make sure that it's the correct person. Make sure you have the right stuff and the right team and the right. Yeah, it, it, it seems simple. It seems really simple, but it's not that simple. Sometimes I'll come in and talk to people and they'll be like, well, I haven't heard from him two, two, three years now. And, and so it's like and your business has probably grown in those two right. or three years. And you're probably doing a little stuff different than you were doing two or three years ago. So it's important just to talk, keep the, keep an open conversation. It's not, right. you know, we're, we're not the it's IRS. It's not just a once and done. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not a one and done. It's not. And I think that you, I mean, even just our engagement in the past six months over. Yeah, we had, it, we had it, to change. <laughs> you were asking questions like, oh, I just realized you don't know the, all the scope of my business because yeah. it changed and we had to get a different, different carrier. Different carrier. And that it's the same your business changes. Yeah. Your agent needs to talk to you and they need to understand what you're doing. And I think that, you know, just sitting yeah. down talking. The worst thing that could happen would be paying for insurance for five that years. That doesn't do anything. Something goes wrong and then you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you three years ago we started <laughs> doing this. It's not covered. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's one of the big ones and um, I think a lot of your listeners are going to find what I'm about to say, my, my second point, a little controversial. Um, ha ha. Uh, yes, controversy. I, I, All right, bring it on. This is a big one. Um, when it comes to personal insurance, I know, um, you know, you see a lot of the commercials, 15% could save you or 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. <laughs> um, or, you know, we, we compare and save and that's all well and good. That's great. I, I'm the first person that's looking for a deal. When I walk in the store, I'm buying something, but if it's cheap, it's not good. And it's not, if it's not good, it's not cheap. Or if it's good, it's not cheap. Excuse me. Yep. I totally blundered that. But um, <laughs> it's cheap is probably not good. If it's good, it's probably not cheap. So I think, and my, my second point being is when you're when you're um, purchasing your commercial insurance program, you need to throw a price out the window at first. And everybody's going to say, well, no, I'm not going to do that. And I don't mean completely like, oh, well, here's a $1.5 million policy that you need to buy right here. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying... Don't think about price at first. Let your agent identify your exposures. Let mm -hmm. him have an open conversation for you. Don't don't set a bar of, well, I'm paying, I'm only going to pay $5,000 and I'm not going to send above $5,000. Right. You're really pigeonholing your agent because now he's going to, he's he's really going to like, well, this prospect, they're not going to let me go. If I even come to the table with something at $5,001, right. he's throwing me out. And you know, a lot of agents want to get to that number you, you have in mind. They're sure. going to work with you to get to that number. But, and they can probably get there by well, identifying and, and agents have bills to pay. They do too. I mean, people who are, you know, insurance agents, they got to pay the bills. So if they get a limit, it's like, okay, I don't want to lose this, Correct. this client because I have, I have to pay my mortgage. But I don't want to compromise their coverage either. Right. I want to do what's right by you. And when I say third price out the window, I mean, don't. You know, you have a baseline, but just let the agent do their job and identify their exposures. And if you your exposures, and if if you feel like the price is too much, then you know have the discussion with your right. agent. You know, why what, does it cost? This why much? is it this much? You know, there may be something that, that your agent had identified that he recommends that you may not need right now. Mm -hmm. But you know, what what we like to do is we give you everything. Where I'm yeah. gonna, I'm going to throw you everything, and I'm going to say this is what I've identified. Now, this number may be very big, but let's go through this and let's figure out, do we need this much? Because I'm going to give you, right. I'm going to make sure you're protected, but you're the business owner at the end of the day. You, you, right. You've got to select what you think is important. The business owner can look at, okay, out of all these risks What's that the my most agent important? has identified, like, eh, this is really never going to happen yeah, to me. Yeah, like, you know, I... Some, a coffee roaster... 
foodborne illness is Correct. probably never going to be a thing for it, someone who's roasting coffee And that's going to be a line of coverage that a lot of people are going to build in on right. any type of food retail service kind yeah. of. But it's just you have to have the conversation. Don't just come in there thinking, this is my hard number. Yeah. If you can't get to that, here's my budget. See ya. You know, we're going to work with you in that budget. But just don't think of, you know, at least hear them out. Let them identify what you have going on. Well, and what you say there applies not only to insurance, but... You know, stuff costs what it costs. Yeah. Whether you're doing a custom home, that you're building a custom home, or you're buying a car, or you're buying a computer, you know, just having having a budget's important. It you is. Know, no it one's going to knock that. However, some things, they just cost what they cost. And, you know, it's... And if you're in business, you're like, this is the cost of doing this business. This is the cost of doing business. And... It sounds so blunt when I say that, but it's not. It's, yeah, it's it not is. a 16th century street market where we're gonna haggle until we right. get to a price that we both like. No, the insurance companies they have their numbers like to cover it, this cost this much. It's based on a science. It's based on a mathematical formula. That, yeah. And some carriers are better at it than others, but like nice. I, it is what it yeah. is. And I, I don't say that to be blunt. And, and again, we will work with you to get to where you need to be. I'm not gonna try to charge you an arm and a leg. Well, but. and the other thing is, I remember from one conversation I had with somebody in insurance, not all carriers are the same when it comes to paying out. Correct. Because ultimately, the most important factor about an insurance company <laughs> is, do they pay their claims? Correct. Um, the, the, there is a reason why that you're buying yeah. and insurance companies <laughs> that have their name on all the buildings in downtown me- mega cities. Every, correctly. Correct. Because they're not in the business of paying claims. That's not how they make their money. Yeah. it's uh, <laughs> The joke I like to tell everybody is, wait, which stamp do you want in your claim, denied or not covered? But uh, that's, not, that, that, that's, not, <laughs> that's not how it should be. And I, I say that in jest, but it kind of segues perfectly into my third point, yeah. which is response is everything. Mm-hmm. A- again, it, we go back to not just the customer service, but you, you leading great with the claim scenario is, yeah. um, to a business owner, there's no small claim. Yeah, I don't know. There's when something goes wrong, when it, it has gone it's wrong. It's an emergency. Yeah. And you know, one of our carriers that we have, that is their slogan is response is everything. And we've kind of taken yeah. that and we've applied it to how we operate is response is everything. It could, when it's a, a big claim and we have a death claim, you know, those happen and it's the unfortunate business that we're in, but people, when you're running business with high exposure, there there are scenarios that somebody could die. And when it's a death claim, you want to make sure that you're on it. But it's not just so much that. It's small claims gone astray. Like, oh, there's a fender bender, and I have this claim sitting out for six months, and the insurance company won't give me $200. Well, let me step in. Let, let's We can probably right. solve this with a phone call. Yeah. That, you know, you're paying me. You shouldn't. Let me get in there. Let me step in. Right. You know, big or small. There's no, there's no small scenario. And, uh, you know, it's like the agent should be on the insured side. Correct. I know it's not always the case. And, and, and you it's know, not always the case. People forget that it's a fiduciary relationship uh, yeah. between you and your insurance agent. Well, that's a good point. Because yeah. I... I suspect that some insurance companies maybe don't have a fiduciary relationship Correct. with their with their um, insured. Correct, and you that know, would be a critical point to make sure that your agent is a fiduciary for you. Correct, and, and I think as an independent agent, yeah, I'm biased because I am an independent sure. agent. I, you know, and uh, so obviously my bias is going to show here. But I think it's important when selecting an insurance agent that you, you select an independent agent um, because not only are they going to have different markets to look at, but they're fiduciary for you. Yeah, and right. why is that important? 
you want me stepping up to bat for you when something goes wrong. Yeah, I want my agent fighting for me yeah. and not the insurance company. Uh, you don't when I when I need them. <laughs> when you need <laughs> when you need insurance, you don't want to need yeah. it, but you want it to work when you need it. Yeah, and, exactly. And that's I don't want to ever be you. You don't want your insurance agent to be what I joked about earlier, denied or not covered. Yeah. You want them, you know. Well, something happened. You're not doing anything for me. The carrier's not doing anything for me, so I'm left holding a bag. Right. You should be able to call me, and then I hop on the phone, and let's solve this issue. Right. Let's not keep this open, because you have more important things to do than worry about a fender bender. Well, or and I suspect that the, the really successful, non-independent agents operate that way. They do. They do. And I, I, you have to. You have to. It, it you is, have to work for your clients, or you're just not going to have any clients. It's very simple. Yeah, it, it's, I don't know how else to say it. it and, but it's sad to see people in this industry. Yeah. There people are people learn a lesson the hard, the way, hard way. Unfortunately, because so listeners, you know, take this to heart. Find an agent who's going to work for you, whether it's an independent or not. If you're with one of the big guys, just talk with the agent. Talk with them. Have a conversation. That's all it That's is. It. They're you're paying. You know, even if it is a personal lines insurance agent. I mean, I pay a lot of money for my car insurance. Mm-hmm. So this is the insurance guy saying he pays a lot of money for his car insurance. <laughs> so um, you you know it's true. They don't give him a deal. <laughs> I'm not I'm not getting any kickbacks or promotions for saying this, but um, you know, so I I want to be able to talk to my agent who actually happens to work with me, but I want to be able to talk with them when there's an issue or right. if I get a notice in the mail. I'm not a personal lens agent, so I don't know. Like, well, what did I not send my proof of insurance to the DMV? Why did I get right. this notice that? It goes back to that. No matter what, just know your agent. Make sure you're talking with them. And um, I think that that rolls into my last point. Uh, Understand the importance of your policy and the coverages in there. Um, I know that all of your listeners probably enjoy reading their insurance policies when they. I I, I have my you know like twenty page file somewhere. Um, I tell people. Yeah, I was about to say. I'm looking around. Where where is it? Come on, Aiden. Uh, It's like okay, this is my insurance policy. I'm going to stick it right here in my drawer. And, you know, there's a lot in that policy that's not important to you. But you you need to understand the coverage, even if it's just the main points of your policy. Because, again, it goes back, whether it's personal lines insurance or commercial lines insurance, you're paying a lot of money for it. You need to understand what it is. Um, Do you uh, know the coverages on there? Um, You'd be shocking to just even look through that, like, little, it says form schedule. Just look through that, and you, you might see some weird stuff like, I have a roof exclusion on here. What does that mean? Well, it means if you have a loss, there's, your roof's going to be excluded from it if a tree falls on there. So we're not going to pay for the replacement. <laughs> it's like, just, just look through so that. Make sure you have eight grand in the bank. <laughs> because, but it's just become from, try to, you know, I, I can say that and say that and say it, but just, just browse through it. Yeah. Just, you know, you might see something like, well, I don't own this car anymore. I sold this mm-hmm. you yeah. know, last year and I'm still paying for it. I, I ran into that situation with a business owner I was working with recently. <laughs> he, uh, he, uh, um, I was working on his, his property insurance and I, I noticed that we had a location on there, um, $600,000 piece of property, um, location on there. And I said, well, you know, when we did our initial meeting, you never disclosed to me that we had this building on the other side of town. Oh, I sold that five years ago. <laughs> even paying to insure it for the past five years <laughs> yeah and the insurance company is very <laughs> glad you sold it yeah. because they were at no risk of a claim. So you know, just do simple stuff like yeah. that or 
you pay a lot for it. It's how meant to protect often, you. How often should uh, a business owner, or just anybody in general, mm-hmm. how often should somebody like review their policies to consider, okay, do I need to go back to the marketplace to shop to Correct. see if something's better? Because I've heard that if you do it too often, it's not good. But if you do it, you know, if, if you're doing it once every 10 years, yeah. that's, that's too long. Correct. What's, what's a good... Uh, you know, I'd, I'd say if you're not getting at least um, like a check-in from your agent every two years, mm-hmm. it's probably a good time to look at it and just kind of make sure, um, think back through the past two years of, you know, where is my business? Where, right. where were we two years ago? Where are we now? Yeah. And kind of look through everything and just think about, you know, do these, does this look like it's adequate mm-hmm. now? Do I feel like I need to talk with somebody about right. it? Because if you start feeling like you need to talk with somebody about it, you definitely you need do. to talk to somebody you about definitely it. Definitely need to. Um, so I'd say if if it's been a two year period where it's been mum's the word from your agent, which mm-hmm. we try to we try never to let that be because we like to check in with our clients. We like right. to know what's happening. Um, but you need to review it and either bring your concerns to your current agent or start looking for another agent. And I I hold that standard to myself as well. If I'm not doing that to my insurance, then they need to start looking around for another agent as well because I'm not giving them the service that I promised I'd give them. Right. Excellent. Excellent. This this is good stuff, Jack. And I know commercial insurance is your niche. Correct. But this stuff can apply all over the place. It really you know, can. Responses everything, regardless of whether you're even in business or not. <laughs> it's know, just, just simple. Just responding to situations as they come up instead of just brushing them under the rug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's awesome. Excellent points all around. Let's keep going and Correct. jump into what we call the, the next portion of our conversation. We call the final four. Okay. We got four questions to go through. Question one is when you pause from work, you know, what do you do to unwind? What do you do to disconnect? What do you do for fun? What do I do for fun? Um, I, I enjoy uh, spending time with my family and friends. That's the default one, but it's true. Um, I, I think I'm very family oriented. I still like to call my mom and dad, check in with them, spend time with my girlfriend, nice. uh, stuff like that. But away from that, I, I've, um, I golf, I chase the white ball around. I wouldn't say I golf. I do get out there. I enjoy being outside. And that's one of the things that I've, uh, I enjoy doing. And one of my newer, um, hobbies and you might even call it a, um, specialty now is I, I enjoy cooking. Um, cooking. both in the kitchen and on the grill. Um, and I might toot my own horn a little bit here, but I make some very good dishes. So, um, uh, my, my ribs and my chicken wings are to die for. I nice rave reviews all around <laughs> about that. And so, um, that's something that I've in the last cooking year, is not a bad skill to have because we have to eat so often. Correct. Correct. And, um, <laughs> living on your own really forces you to, uh, it's hard to eat McDonald's, uh, 10 times a week and Chick-fil-A 10 times well, there a week. Was that one guy? Yes. Uh, what was it? Supersize <laughs> me, right? But I'd say, um, that's been one of my, uh, newer discovered talents would be cooking. And I really do enjoy it. Um, because uh, it's nice to work hard for something like that and see that people enjoy something that you've put time and effort to. Very, yeah. Uh, but absolutely. it's also very disheartening when uh, you see somebody chewing on a piece of meat for five minutes that you've uh, just taken <laughs> off the grill. And <laughs> like, like, ah, uh, no, nope. I didn't cook that. But aside from that, I enjoy reading um, and spending time outside. Um, and uh, I am a very big Carolina, South Carolina. I'm an alumni and a very big Gamecock <laughs> fan. So um, in the fall, 
my temperament might swing with the uh, schedule of the Carolina football team. But my brothers are the same way. <laughs> if their team wins, they're going to have a good weekend. Yeah. Team doesn't win, they're going to be all out of shape. And the best advice I ever got from my father was you can't let a bunch of 18 to 22 year olds control your weekend. Ah, but you know what? I do still. I'm yes. bad at it. I'm bad at it. I am. I am. I am. I, I don't. I've, I've always I've been. I was very active in sports growing up. So I think it translated. I played soccer, football, baseball, basketball. Um, I ran. I did it all. Just so all, 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 all the sports. So I did all the sports and my parents encouraged me to do all the sports. So my love for all the sports has continued and I still you know, I try to shoot the basketball every now and then and try to play football with my buddies. Good for you. It's uh, good for you. You realize that. You gotta stay. If you, don't, if you don't continue to be active, you lose the ability to be active. You do. Ultimately. And um, while I may not be the best person at the Y when I go get on the basketball court, I still enjoy doing it. And I still go. think that I'm the best person out there. It's, it's all perception. <laughs> in my reality. mind, I'm still 18. <laughs> I look in the mirror like, whoa, who's this guy? <laughs> so, it, it, We'll jump right to the next one. Yeah. In question two is, what are you most excited about in the next 12 months? Next personally 12 months. or professionally? Just what's, what's the thing you're really looking forward to? Um, professionally, uh, I would say I've been given a very good opportunity to grow an agency here in the Somerville area. And um, I'm excited about doing that. Um, I, I like long-term goals. So yeah. I think working towards that to become uh, the biggest brand in the area. You, you know, you shoot for the stars land on a cloud is the cushy saying but i mean you have to have lofty expectations i want to grow this agency to where we're profitable in the next two years because right now there we had we had no clients in here um may of 2018 and now we do um you're on the way didn't know anybody in somerville uh less than a year ago now we do um it's gonna be to grow this agency and make your listeners your tw insurance what don't even know what that right. is. Who, who the heck that is? I want you to be able to write, at least even if it's brand recognition, that we're going to be the professional agency that you can trust. Nice. Um, personally, um, I have a personal professional goal, kind of hand in hand. I'm working for my certified insurance uh, counselor, or excuse me, counselor and certified insurance counselor. I was right the first time. Excuse me, CIC designation, um, which is uh, a very prestigious designation in the insurance industry. I'm oh kidding. yeah, yeah. You, I saw your face light up. So, Listen, you can't see my face. It's like, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, as, soon, as soon as I said that, um, my eyes glazed over. <laughs> no, that's that's good. But I, you know, I I think an important part of your profession is continuing not becoming stagnant and continuing to learn and educate yourself mm-hmm. and that's what yes. that's what i've done i've, I've already to grow continuing to learn exactly improve. and that's what you know um a lot of insurance agents try to do that and that's what i want to do as well is i've already achieved one designation my certified builders insurance agent cbia so now i'm going for my cic as well nice. um, it'll probably take me a year or two to complete that uh several courses and tests but something i'm working for um and again it's a goal that um you know, I can achieve outside of work while still through work. And then um, last thing about in these next 12 months is I'll probably be purchasing. Well, I am purchasing a house in the Somerville area. So um, right on home ownership. Um, there will no longer be a property manager to call when, <laughs> when something goes astray or uh, or the water starts coming through the roof. It's now my issue. But it's I, all on you. Yeah, but I'm excited for home ownership. Good and, for you. Uh, good for you. It's a big step for me. But uh, question three is real simple. What's a what's a good way for listeners to get in touch with you? How can they find you? Certainly. Um, well, we have our uh, website twiainsurance.com, mm-hmm. and then I'm on LinkedIn as well, Jack Griffith, on LinkedIn. Um, my email address is Jack G 
at TWIAinsurance.com, and I'm on Facebook as well. Sure. I think is everybody's on Facebook these days. My 95 year old grandmother's on Facebook these days. So (laughs) come a long way from the college days. (laughs) Excellent. So last, last final four is what's a parting piece of advice to leave with our listeners. Um, I, this is something that I tell myself every day. Um, and that when I was speaking with you prior to this, it kind of was like, well, you know, I'm 25. Uh, What parting piece of advice do I have for your listeners? But it's, it's going to be keep pushing um, keep pushing on. And that's what I've been telling myself, uh, every morning when I wake up, I'm the, I was the only one sent up here to start this office. And now we're growing where we're going to have somebody working up here now with me full time in the coming year, but it's keep, keep pushing and you have to be professional and persistent in, in your life goals. And that's all I know how is just to keep pushing towards what you want to achieve. And if you're doing it professionally and if you're being persistent and if you're doing what is the right thing, then you should achieve those goals. But that Keep pushing that I, I, I don't that's want that bit, yeah I, I i don't i that's as simple as i can yeah. can break it down i tell myself that when i walk that's into the office need. Keep pushing <laughs> keep pushing Today, we're just gonna keep pushing oh. that's excellent well jack i really do appreciate your time here in the studio today that on a personal note, thank you for helping me out oh absolutely with it was some a pleasure insurance questions that I have had in the past year now i mean i I wasn't thinking about it before anyway. Now, I'm still not thinking about it now. i just like, okay, if I have any questions, I'll call Jack. Listeners, if you have any questions about commercial insurance, call your agent. If you don't have a good relationship with your agent, find an agent that you mesh with that is going to have your back when something goes wrong. There are so many good agencies in Somerville. I'm sitting here with Jack of TWIA. Just give him a call if you have any questions. Jack, excuse me, again. I hope you have a fantastic 2019. It's January when we're recording this. It's probably February or March when I'll be re-listening to it. Talk, right? All right. But listeners, thank you for your thank you for being here with us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. The goal of our podcast is to share good things that are going on in Somerville to build relationships and to impact our community for good. You've been listening to the Somerville Advice Givers podcast, where we connect you with the advice you need for when life happens. I'm your host, Jaden Smith. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week.